0: The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.
1: Good evening, everyone. Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Good to have you with us tonight. I am broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. What is the date today here? I think we're on the... uh, 23rd of January, 2022, and if you're hearing it right now, that means you're hearing it live, and if you're hearing it later, you're listening to a podcast, just old news, but (laughs) thanks, thank you for all of you that listen to those podcasts, That's really nice of you, appreciate that, that you would think they were good enough to listen to. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, five Oh one Elks drive right on interstate 94. You can't miss it. We, uh, have a beautiful facility. It will seat 500 people in our sanctuary and, uh, we are not full yet, but we're working on it and God is giving us um favor here in Dickinson. And we've been here for many, many years. I think 33 years that my family and I moved from Bismarck 33 or 34 years ago. And, uh, Love Dickinson, love this area, and we're our goal. We love Bismarck too, but our goal to, there was not an Acts two thirty eight church in Dickinson that we knew of when we moved here. And what I mean by that is a church that preaches that the born again experience in John chapter three verses three through five is simple and easy to understand and and to explain because on the day of Pentecost when people asked what they needed to do to be saved in Acts chapter two and verse thirty seven. Peter stood up, he had, and he was already preaching, I should say, but he said, you need to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, Some people think that's the only scripture that that uh, Pentecostal people believe in. It's not, but it's, we, we quote it a lot because in a nutshell it tells us what we need to do to be saved, and I'm going to just tell you right up front that I am thankful that God showed that to me. I didn't grow up in this. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know anybody that knew anything about this. And um, when I was 20 years old, through a, I believe, a miraculous series of events, God brought me into this apostolic truth and spoke to me, and even I believe audibly. and And now I'm here all these years later, 43 years later, preaching the same Acts 238 message. And, and uh, we, our target audience is this audience here in the Dickinson, North Dakota, western, southwest North Dakota area. But we are also being heard online, and we are on Holy Ghost Radio. And it's good to have all of you that are listening tonight. We've got people texting me. You can listen you can text me 701 Uh two nine zero seven eight six two. We've got uh, let's see who's all who's all listening. The first, I think, my first text was let's see. I haven't I haven't really gone through these exactly the way I should have. But uh, brother Duran uh, was was texting me. This is a the station that I'm broadcasting on is a station that is heavily involved with sports, and there was a football game that that went into overtime and I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get on the air on time, but perfect timing, actually. They just finished up, and I got on the air. We've got Brother Duran listening. We have, or I'm, I don't know if Brother Duran's listening. I shouldn't say that. We've got um, James, Jody, and the kids listening, and Harvey, Yvonne and Marin listening, in in Bowman, uh, ASIS, where my wife and I should be down there this Thursday preaching in Bowman. At, at your church, your pastor's out of town, and we said we'd come down, and we're excited to come. Uh, Carl and Jeannie are listening tonight, and I pray for you guys every day still. Never miss a day. In fact, I just prayed for you a little bit ago, and they're listening. How's Jeannie doing? I pray she's uh, a diabetic, and I pray for that. We've got the Millers listening out in Beach. We've got uh, the Portalises, the, or the Lunas, um, listening in Wahpeton. Uh, we've got Sister Bretts listening tonight up in Kilder missed you today in church um just a sweet lady we've got uh tonight we have uh, Becky listening from home uh, Ben Yoder is out with the hostetlers listening so good those are some people I love <clears throat> which hostellers how many how many host are out there listening let me let's see got brother Johnson listening. Um, Tim listening in North Carolina, brother Johnson, where are you listening from? Are you down in Arizona? I I got heard good reports about my fill in last week. There was a guy named Ben Simons. If you're going to fill in for Bob Simons, you got to have the same initials. And so, um, oh, brother Duran is listening. <laughs> I don't know. Are you telling me the truth that this is your favorite show? is not going to make all those other guys feel bad. All those famous Pentecostal preachers. The um anyway, you can be you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or you can email me if you can't text, Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com. Sometimes I get emails even from out of the country listening. That's kind of neat. And I enjoy that. Uh tonight we're gonna talk about something I I, uh, I I'm glad I get a chance to redeem myself tonight. I uh, preached this today in church, and I, I don't know if I did a real good job or not. Um, in fact, a couple guys just came up to me at a birthday party this afternoon because I had said I had understood this scripture in a way that I had never really understood it before, the scripture that I'm going to be talking about. And they said, oh, man, you've, you've preached it that way ever since we can remember. So they think I'm losing my mind. I don't think I am. Of course, that's the problem with <laughs> losing your mind is you don't know that you are. Everybody else does. But I want to, uh, hey, Brother Jones, somebody just asked about you, and I, I was pretty, somebody asked about Brother Jones, and I was, I was name-dropping, I said, oh yeah, he's a good friend of mine. and I, I think that impressed them, I really do. Here's where we're going to start, <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, give Thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's where we're going to start. I was just up in Williston. Uh, they had a conference up there with a really famous Bible teacher, Steve Waldron. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's got a YouTube channel. You got any question on just about anything uh, that has to do with the Bible or even a, even a version of the Bible? If you If you want Brother Waldron to review a Bible translation for you, he would do it. He's got a YouTube channel, I think it's called Albany New Life Church, or Albany New Life Pentecostal Church, and uh, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, it, I mean, he's got to have thousands. I think he does two or three YouTube updates every day or something like that. Crazy. And, and uh, we asked him, Brother Puckett, my friend in Williston, the pastor up there, asked him, he said, do you ever run out of material? He said, no, I never run out of material. He's constantly reading books, reviewing books, uh, you know, a lot of Bible doctrine, a lot of stuff. Well, anyway, Friday night I was up in Williston, and he was speaking about the lepers in the New Testament. And one of the stories he talked about was in Luke chapter 17 of Jesus healing, or cleansing, I should say, ten lepers. Luke seventeen fifteen, and he, Jesus had cleansed ten lepers, And nine of the lepers went off, but one of them returned. Uh, Verse 15 said, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, "Were Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. He was a Samaritan. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And uh, as many of us believe, this the ten were cleansed from leprosy, the disease itself. But one of them came back to thank Jesus, and he was made whole. The ravages of this disease, whether he had lost a finger or an arm or a foot or whatever, you know how leprosy works, probably understand that, um, I guess I cut out on KDIX, is that right? Is that is that true? You guys, are you, anybody listening here on um, net? I just got a little message that I cut out on KDIX.net. Hope not. Should still be online, I hope. The, uh, but anyway, this sounds to me like Jesus was hurting a little bit. Like, in other words, ten were healed, only one came back to give thanks you know he said where are where are the other 9 and i want to talk about this tonight you know i don't know if this is some type of true representation of the masses in general but is it possible that god does things for a lot of people and only 10% of them come back and ever give him thanks is it possible that only 10% of the people that God touches are really thankful. And maybe, maybe some of the ones that even attend churches aren't in the 10%. I, I certainly, I'm not trying to build a doctrine out of this, but this section of people, these 10 lepers, they were, um, you know, certainly possibly from different families. They could have been a, a true, um, you know, just a, kind of a cutaway of society, and only one of the lepers returned to give thanks. And what I'm going to speak tonight on the radio is that, that there is a power in being thankful. And there is a favor from God that comes to those that are thankful. God's favor rests on people that are thankful to him. Now, I don't know if the two guys that were giving me a hard time that in church, the hard time at church is I, I came across the scripture in First in Thessalonians five eighteen, and I read it and it I it, I read it different, and they said, "Oh no, that's the way you always preach But I I don't think I understood. I I don't think they understood, or I don't think I made it clear what I meant by I read it different. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I've always read that scripture that that no matter what you're going through, that that's God's will, and that we should be thankful while we're going through it. That's the way I've always read that scripture. Let me read it again. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So I've always read this scripture that in everything, like in everything you're going through, it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Like, but, and we're supposed to give thanks while we go through those things that are the will of God in our life. Okay, that's, I should have just slowed down a little bit in church and said that. Um, and it sounds similar to the way I've always preached it, but, when I was reading it last night in my office over at the church, <coughs> this um, came kind of came alive to me. And it's simple, and it's not any different probably than what you've thought about in some ways. But here's what I came up with. The, that That what's happening to you is not necessarily the will of God. But the will of God is no matter what's happening to you to give thanks. In other words, the will, the will of God, um, you know, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The giving thanks is the will of God. Okay. Now, text me if that sounds new and fresh to you. And if you say, no, I already, you know, I've already known that forever. You know, no, that doesn't sound new and fresh to me. Or maybe you don't even understand what I'm saying. But this verse is not saying that, that what you are going through is the will of God for you. But it's saying the will of God is to have an attitude of thankfulness to God, no matter what you're going through, whether it's the will of God or not. The will of God is in everything give thanks. It's God's will, I'll keep saying it over and over, it's God's will that you are thankful no matter what. All right, well, I don't know if that's as profound as it hit me, but I've got a couple guys in our church think I'm losing my mind, I think, because they said, you've been preaching it that way for years. Uh, Not exactly. Uh, Not exactly that way. At least I didn't understand it that way, that it's God's will that we're thankful if you say, Pastor Pastor Bob, what's God's will for my life? I'll say, be thankful. That's what that verse says. Now, there's um, I did bring my guitar in the studio. Oh, by the way, uh, I just got a text from Brother... Is this Brother Luna? He said, are you coming to the Titus Conference? I think I am. There's a men's conference at the West Fargo Church. Not, uh, Not this Saturday, but a week from Saturday. So, just kind of... Uh, the, um, well, we got a bunch of people saying that we're still here, so the, um, might be on Brother Johnson's end that it's cutting out. You know, there is, the psalmist said in Psalm 100 and verses four and five, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts of praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations. The psalmist David said that we need to come into God's presence with thanksgiving and be thankful unto Him. And so there are two aspects of thanksgiving that I want to talk about in being thankful. Number one, we need to have a thankful attitude. Number two, we got to let our mouth know that and let everybody around us know that, that we're thankful to God text me tonight 701-290-7862 it sounds like I'm floundering but I'll do better um we're going to feature some music by Bill Farron uh the evangelist Bill Farron and I play a lot of his music but I want you to know this is some good music and I've I've been kind of after brother Farron he needs to put it on a uh, Spotify Amazon or everything else I don't know if he's going to listen to me or not but this music is too good not to get out there this song is called I'm thankful by Bill Farron where would I be without you Stepping
2: to the bow of my boat Speaking to the wind and waves Peace be still Gratitude is overtaken All my thoughts of despair And the emptiness that once was Lord is now a place you fill And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me And that you are all my. Because when I'm weak, then I am, it's wrong. I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me. When you died on Calvary, because when I'm baptized, it removes all my wrong. I'm thankful. When salvation was so near So at those times you don't feel like Lifting your voice Remember that Jesus has purchased your choice The praises you offer can set captives free Because where Jesus is There will be an liberty Raise you, the rocks will cry out, and we owe so much more. So we'll stand up and
1: actually said everything that I'm going to say tonight. But anyway, I'll slow it down and say it anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. I've got new people texting me, and I'm probably missing some people, but good to have Stormy in the Philippines listening. That's always fun to have somebody that's, that's about as far away as you can get from Dickinson, North Dakota. Good to have Stormy, Billy, whatever your name is. <laughs> I call you Stormy. I know what your name is. Good to have you listening. Good friend of mine that I met years ago in my in the county jail service, and now he married a lady over in the Philippines, and and he uh, is listening over there. We've got uh, when when uh, Ben Yoder texted me. I said, "Which who's all listening?" He's uh, I got a picture uh, from with Jake and Anna, and and Aaron and Samuel, Emily. Man, you and Raylene, your cousin, look a lot alike. I didn't know that. Uh, Raylene, she's a She's one of my little girls here in church, and I love her, and I can't believe how much you guys in some ways look alike. I never saw that before. Then there, then we got some other guys sitting there with you. I'm not sure who that was, but we got Tina listening up and killed her, and we've got uh, some Sobergs listening. I think there's a Gunner and a Uriah and a Fletcher listening, and I think Fletcher's got a lot of deep theological things he can add to this. They can add to this today, but Raul and his family are listening. That's over, is it in Wahpeton or Breckenridge that you live? Talking about being thankful to God and the power of being thankful, not being one of the nine that walk away, but the one that comes back and always remembers what Jesus did for me. Oh, that's Steve Byler, okay. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, how one of the best ways to teach about being thankful is to teach about the opposite. In the book of Jude, verse 4, it talks about some creepy people that crept into the church and said there are certain men that crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts. You know, these are murmurers. The Message Bible says, These are the grumpers, the belly acres, grabbing for the biggest piece of the pie. <laughs> the, the Message uh, Bible is not a translation, really. It's a paraphrase, but it is really fun to read in some ways. And it makes me laugh out loud. These are the grumpers, the belly achers. Amplified Bible says, These are the inveterate murmurers, grumblers, who complain of their lot in life. One of the reasons that God was so upset at the children of Israel when they wandered in the wilderness is because of their murmuring, their complaining, the opposite of being thankful. You know, this is, you know, the verse that I opened with tonight that I'm going to keep referring to in First Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you is to be thankful in everything. You know, boy, that just makes sense to me tonight. I don't know, it just uh, you know, and it's always made sense to everybody else, I guess. You know, the the um, the opposite of being thankful and giving thanks is to be sour and bitter, and vocalizing by complaining and murmuring. You know, we need to get our attitude right. And we need to get that whiny, complainy speech far, far away from us. In Romans chapter 1 and 21, I, I think there are four steps of backsliding. Because they, it says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. So number one, you don't glorify God. Number two, it says neither were thankful. That's a, that's the next step in backsliding. Number three, It says, because they became vain in their imaginations. That's the third step. And number four, their foolish heart was darkened. That's the last step. You're backslidden. But the second step is, neither were thankful. Are you the 10% or are you the 90% today? You know, this, you know, I want to be that 10%. I want to be that person that's always thankful to God. And I've got a lot to be thankful for. Just like Bill Farron in that song sang, you know, I'm thankful uh, for this born-again experience. I'm thankful that even though I had no family in this, I had no real connection to this, to the outward observer, I had no desire for this. But God put a spark of faith in my life, and a hunger to know truth. And God began to lead me and show me. You know, I mean, i i was I was twenty years old. I was on a full ride athletic scholarship to college, a wrestling scholarship, but I was also um, deeply involved with drug addiction and alcohol. I had, a, I was married and had a little baby. I mean, I, I, um, to the outward person looking in, they would have thought my life was going great, but I knew it wasn't. And one night, about 43 years ago, I was sitting by a, a little river that runs through Valley City, North Dakota, the Cheyenne River. I was sick. I had went to the store to get some cough medicine. I I stopped by this this desolate area by this little river (coughs) before I went home to smoke some pot. And while I was smoking the pot, I heard a voice speak to me. And this voice said, get out of the car and throw your pot and that pipe and all your drug paraphernalia into the river. And I, I, it shocked me. Like, I wasn't expecting any voice. I wasn't praying to hear anything. I wasn't at that moment asking God to help me get off of drugs. And as soon as I heard that voice, another voice said, oh, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't, don't don't throw your drugs in the river, you know, um, you know, that you've tried to do things like this before, that's never worked. And the other voice said, throw them in the river. And then the other voice said, oh, don't do that, uh, you know, sell it or, or give it to your friends. And the other voice said, throw it in the river. And right then, I had a, a spiritual awakening. It was simple. It was a first step. But I thought, this must be God speaking to me. This must be the devil speaking to me, too. And I got out of my car, and I threw my pot and my pipe in the river. You see, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't expecting that. But I'm thankful for that. Pastor Bob has got a lot to be thankful for. And so, yeah, I go through some times, some trying times. I, re, I do, just like everybody else. I mean, this is not a contest who's got the most trying times, all right? It, it isn't, that's not what this is about. You know, it's not, why well, your story's just, you, you've you never seen hardship or whatever. What You know, that's fine, whatever. You know, and, and maybe <clears throat> maybe you've had a lot worse things happen to you. But the will of God is to be thankful because... God, if He has shown you, and He's showing you right now, what you need to do to be saved, you know, I, I was, um, you know, right after that, I, I was uh, interested in the things of God. I, I really was. I, you know, I, I realized there was a God. I realized there was a devil. <coughs> I was, um, you know, I, I mean, I was really dumb in a lot of ways i went to a party later on and i told my friends god told me to quit smoking pot but i can still snort cocaine or whatever else you know god just doesn't want me smoking pot anymore i mean that's how dumb i was but i went to this you know i i was i told my wife i said we should try a different church and my wife was raised catholic she was a church going person why she ever married me i I can't tell you i'm glad she did but I, i can't tell you why she did it went against her, her family's wishes of, you know, maybe I was so good looking. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the, you know, this, I told her we should try a different church. She said, I'll be willing to go. And I told her, I we are going to be back in Bismarck for the weekend. I said, let's try that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. It's a little white church, white building. And she said, I'll go with you. And that, that was, I think, on Friday or Saturday. And on Saturday, we, I got a call from one of my good friends in Bismarck. His name was Bob also. And he said, my sister-in-law from Denver just came to town here about a week ago. She's been all over town. And she's looking for a church for Pam and I to go to. And she found this little church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And she wants us to go this Sunday. She, he said, would you and Lori be willing to go with us? And I said, you know, Bob, it maybe sounds kind of funny, but I was kind of thinking of going there anyway this Sunday. Well, then later on in that same day, my wife received a call from one of her friends named Debbie. And Debbie said, I'm getting baptized this Sunday, and I'd like you and Bob to go. And my wife said, well, what church is it? She goes, it's that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. Needless to say, we went. My wife was scared to death. (laughs) She was really nervous. I liked it. I I, I liked it. I mean, I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't understand what was going on. I mean, the preacher got up and preached. It could have been Greek as far as I knew because I couldn't figure it out. But the end of his preaching, he told a story. And that story made so much sense to me. <clears throat> and I didn't do anything right then. I didn't go to an altar and pray. But as we were walking out of this church full of the friendliest people i had ever met, I told Lori, I said, if I ever go back to church, it's going to be something like that. We went back to Valley City that week. I went back to Valley City. Lori had to stay in Bismarck to take take her state nursing test. And back in Valley City, I went to the little Pentecostal church up there. There were eight people there pastor, his family, uh, me, uh, uh, this Debbie that had just got baptized, she lived in Valley City. And he preached, or he he read the Bible and commented, and he got to Acts 22.16. And when he read Acts 22.16, it said this, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that verse, that same voice that I heard in my car, that said, get out of your car and throw your drugs into the river. That same voice said, you need to be baptized. At the end of his little Bible study, he said, does anybody have any questions? I raised my hand. I said, can you do that? Can I get baptized tonight? They didn't have a place to baptize me. It was November 2nd in North Dakota. We went out to the river, same river I threw my pot in a a, a little while before that. And I was baptized in the name of of Jesus Christ, for the remission of my sins, and I've never turned back. And you say, what are you thankful for, Pastor Bob? Well, I'm thankful for that. Just pull me out of a crowd of you know millions of people and just say, come on. Come out from among them. Be separate, saith the Lord. Got to have a thankful attitude. You got to have a thankful mouth. Well, I, you know what? I got songs to play. I got my guitar here. What am I going to do? I'm just keep. I'm just going to keep talking. You know, Colossians three fifteen says, "Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful." So we got to be thankful, and we got to talk thankful. Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for nothing, don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, the Bible talks about in several places that it's the, that thanksgiving can even be considered a sacrifice. Psalm 116, 17, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalmist said in 107, 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. What does that mean, sacrifices of thanksgiving? Well, there are times that life is hard. There are things that people go through that are not easy. You know, there was a man named Job, and in one day he lost all of his possessions and all of his children died. And this was something going on in the spirit world. And if you know the book of Job, you know that God, that Job accused, or Satan accused Job and said, he only serves you because of his stuff. And if you took that stuff away, he'd curse you to your face. And God said, take it away from him. And so in one day, he lost all of his children. He lost all of his possessions. And the Bible said when Job heard about it, now Satan was excited. What You know, he, he was excited. You know, Satan... He he's a a cynic. I mean, he doesn't think anybody's sincere. He doesn't think anybody loves God. He you know cause that's because he doesn't. You know, so he thinks we're all like he is, and and it uh, and Satan was excited to hear what Job was going to say when he lost everything in one day, especially his children. I mean, he was just waiting to listen because he knew Job was going to curse God. I would have loved to see Satan's face when Job opened his mouth. The Bible said, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head. And Satan was, Yeah, good. He's he's, he's mad. And then the Bible says, And Job fell to the ground. And he worshipped. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, this, you know, be thankful is the will of God. Whatever else is happening to you may or may not be the will of God, or it may be some strange drama like in Job's case that we don't have any. You know what? We have no idea what God's doing most of the time. Sometimes you can look back years later and figure it all out. But right now, if you got a sick baby and the doctor says it's not going to live, you don't know what God's doing. I don't know what God's doing. But I know what the will of God is, that I need to be thankful. You need to be thankful. I look at, you know, there, there is, you know, we have got to get this whiny, complaining attitude out of our mouth and out of our thinking you know I I was reading a story just before I came on the air Um, there was a the story said there was a certain father that was a chronic growler (laughs) sound like I'm growling tonight don't I my voice sounds like I've got that preacher voice tonight but this chronic growler was sitting with his family in the presence of a guest in their parlor and a question of food came up and a cute little girl was telling the guest you know, real cleverly, uh, what food each member of the family liked best. And finally, it came to the father's turn to be described, and the father said, and what do I like, Nancy? He asked laughingly. You, said the little girl, slowly, well, you like most anything we haven't got. (laughs) I hope that dad learned his lesson. Complainer, you know complainer you know are we which which who are we like are we thankful you know i i mean people treat me so good as a pastor and i try to be so thankful to them i mean i no, just today you know i i went out to eat this family i don't even want to go out to eat with them anymore because they insist on buying my meal but this time this guy got up and bought everybody's meal that was associated with our church in that restaurant. And I mean, we're talking about a lot of people. And they were waiting for their bills to come, and finally somebody, the waiter said, well, your bill got paid by that guy. But you know what? Be thankful. Being thankful and giving thanks brings God's power in our life. It really does. You know, I'm going to just um, catch my breath and play a little part of a Bill Farron song And then come back and keep, keep going on this topic tonight But giving God thanks is His will for your life No matter what else there is That's what it is you know, And it will bring God's power in your life
2: Holy is the righteous God The Lamb for sinners slain I will give you glory And praise your holy name You alone are worthy For you went to Calvary Hung on that rugged cross you died for me, when distractions come and they try to steal my praise, when temptations and trials try to overwhelm. Raging seas From the hell When I'm too tired To press forward All I can do is stand You stand right here with me And you hold my hand Or I try to walk on water, stretching forth my faith in you. Though I see the waves and start to sink.
1: short, but it is an awesome song. In fact, that's the title cut of the CD called The Captain by Bill Farron. And you can cannot listen to it online at this point. You have to buy the real CD. Hopefully that will change and I hope uh, Bill Farron puts on another C- CD someday because I'm a kind of a music snob. I, I like good music. I like well-written lyrics. Um, I like that guitar-driven stuff, I like that, and uh, and and this song, these songs are well-written. The lyrics are good, but also um, it was produced so well. The studio that he went to out in California, I think it was some apostolic apostolic brother out there in a church in Tulare or someplace in California, but they uh, did a tremendous job. If I was ever going to put a CD out, I'd like to go there. But I, I also have some grandsons that have a studio set up, so <coughs> maybe I'll just go to them if they'll put up with me and my voice that sounds like a washing machine falling down a flight of steps i might sing i might sing um at the end of the program here just to close it out which one are you are you the one that comes back to give thanksgiving to to jesus or are you the nine that just go on your way and kind of forget about him you know um daniel was a man that uh to the outward appearance wouldn't have much to be thankful for. Daniel had been, um, captured as a, as a boy. Um, probably in all possibility, his parents were killed or worse. Uh, he was ripped away from his family. Who knows as a 12 year old, or I don't know how Dan old Danny was. He was made a eunuch, which means he was castrated. I don't know how to say that in a nice way. He, he, uh, He was uh, living in a foreign land where he could be put to death for any little thing. He had no rights whatsoever. Uh, He would never marry. He would never have a family. But the Bible talks about Daniel being a thankful man. When we read about a decree signed by a king saying, you can't pray to anybody for a period of time except me. The Bible said Daniel went home and opened up his windows and prayed to his God and gave thanks before his God, as he did all the time, three times a day. Well, that little prayer got Daniel thrown into a den full of lions. But God shut the mouth of those lions because God is impressed with thankful people. Being thankful brings God's power to work in your life. You need a miracle in your life? Start being thankful to God for what you already have. You know, how does it make God feel when we're unthankful? How does it make God feel when we're thankful? Well, I think that story of Jesus and the lepers tells us exactly how it is. Jesus did not just... um, commend the man that came back to give thanks but he also wondered where are the other nine as I said there are different burdens there are different things we go through there are unfair things in life you know I have uh, there are people in our church there are children in our church that have had uh, uh, health issues that they didn't ask for their family didn't ask for Uh, you know, wonder why. I don't have the answers to that. But I will tell you this, I know what God's will is, that we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. If you were born with a childhood disease and now you're 20 years old and facing death, but you know this Acts 2.38 message, repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can be thankful. You know, there was a girl many years ago named Christine. Christine was a girl that grew up in a home with a father that was a drinker. And one day the father came home, and in a rage, Christine's father killed Christine's mother, murdered her father went to prison. The children were put into foster care. In foster care, Christine was molested. She ended up in a group home of troubled for troubled girls. Even though Christine really hadn't been in trouble, they just didn't know what to do with her. And through a series of events, my wife and I met Christine, a lady working at that group home told my wife and I, you need to come over and meet this Christine. We came over and met Christine. We had a Bible study with Christine. And then one of my good friends, Pastor Chuppy, in, in our Bismarck church, adopted Christine, he and his wife. Christine is living for God today. She's serving the Lord. One time I heard her testify in a church, and the reason I can tell her story, she told it. She told it. She testified in our church. She told everything I just said. And this is what she said. She said, if that's what I needed to go through to find this truth, I'm thankful for every bit of it. Because she said, if I would have grown up in a good family and never been exposed to this Acts 238 message and been lost, what good would that have done me? Be thankful. Be thankful. Get that Jonah spirit out of your mouth complaining and whining if you've got food to eat and clothes to wear paul said we need to be content you know it may not be your favorite food but thank god for it you know you know this there's there's always something to be thankful (laughs) i'm running out of time here pastor bob the new life pentecostal church 501 elks drive dickinson north dakota our next service is Wednesday night at seven thirty, and this is a service for everybody. We want you to come. You're going to love our church. If you're uh, praying people, we have a prayer meeting half an hour before church. We have a special room designated. We call it our prayer room where people come out and hang out. Man, we had a good prayer meeting there this morning. I was so happy. All the people that showed up. And then on Friday mornings at six in the morning, we have a men's Bible study and breakfast for everybody that wants to come. But you got to be a man. That's the only rule. It's just for that's just for men, and it's at six o'clock Friday mornings at the church, five hundred one Elks Drive. Sunday mornings at the church, Sunday school at ten. That's for everybody. Don't just show up to our eleven o'clock service. You're cheating yourself. Uh, ten o'clock Sunday school, eleven o'clock our worship service. So we want you to show up for that. And then if you live in the beach area, and even if you don't live in the beach area, and you want to go to a, and be with a great bunch of people and hear some good preaching, um, go to the Beach Church Tuesday nights, 7.30 Beach Community Center. They're working on a building out there that we're hope, hopefully going to get done soon. Thursdays in Bowman the uh, at 18 North Main and also at 10.30 in Bowman. They have a Sunday service too. So just want you to be aware we've got a church in Beach. Uh, we've got churches in Williston, Minot, Bismarck, Mandan, all over this area. Um, so we, if you are listening in this local area, if you're listening outside of this area and you contact me, this number I've been giving out is my cell phone number. If you contact me, I'll try to find you a good church wherever you live um, because I, it's so important that you go there. Let me end the, the – uh, I'm going to end with that Bill Ferren song. Uh, Bill Ferrens song, too. But uh, this, this is a little course I wrote one day when I was just feeling thankful. And I'll sing it to you as I close the program. Lord Jesus, we're thankful to you, God, tonight for showing us what we need to do to be saved. God, we're thankful tonight for all of your power, all of your grace towards us. God, we're thankful that you're a prayer-answering God. God, we're thankful that even though we don't understand maybe what we're going through, but we know that you know and that you'll help us. God, I pray for our listening audience today that you'll help them. God, that you'll help them to focus on being thankful to you and to help them to drive out these negative, complaining, murmuring, unthankful attitudes that attack all of us. We just pray today in the name of Jesus. Well, Pastor Bob is signing off. Um, Pretty soon, if you guys keep saying such nice things about my son, Ben, he's probably going to kick me off of this program and take over. Who knows? what will happen. would bother me, but, you know, I hope, I hope this is helping people. I, uh, like I say, I, I'm hoping that people are listening to this, driving down the road, and hearing Acts 238 for the first time. That's my dream. It really is. God bless you. I'll be back next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time, for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you so much for listening.
2: Christians of all ages standing by for that trumpet in the sky and Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come Lord Jesus is what we ought to pray Say Lord, he might just come today There's one thing you can't buy won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back, he's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be, morning, night or noon Jesus is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend, you better make things right The clouds will live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father To us He's been made known Forever we will praise Jesus Throughout eternity Selah, well that's what it means to That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well, that's what it means to me. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. So come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Allow the Holy Ghost to come in.